This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. Good morning, you're listening to The Breakfast Grill. I'm Shazana Mukhtar. By 2025, the government projects that the digital economy will contribute 25% of Malaysia's GDP. How much are women represented in the digital economy workforce? And why is it important to strive for greater gender balance in the technology realm? We speak to two women leaders navigating this rapidly changing space on the eve of International Women's Day. Joining me today is Tamitan, Country Manager for Red Hat Malaysia, an open software company, and Lai Paisi, CEO of Grab Malaysia's Digital Bank Project. Tammy Paisi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Now, Tammy, I want to start with you. You're an engineer by training, and your career in digital technology spans more than two decades now, if I'm not mistaken. Do you find it frustrating that women still have to justify their seat at the table in this sector? Or is this glacial pace of change somewhat expected for you? To be honest, I feel that um, I'm very in place and um, the the years have come by, you know, being from an engineer, moving on uh, upwards in my career. I do feel that women um, in general, we we have this self-sabotage uh, uh, mindset sometimes and um, uh, we are always given that opportunity and I think um, the times have changed. Uh, there's a lot of organizations that embrace uh, gender and a lot more diversity. So it's really up to us to capture and to embrace that and to step up and to own up on, uh, you know, where our career, where we want to be. So the opportunities are there. So it really depends on uh, the individual. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So you can clearly see opportunities are available for women Absolutely. today. Absolutely. I want to go back to your when you first mm. entered um, perhaps university, when you mm. decided to take up engineering. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was your pathway um, into that career, given that engineering was, and unfortunately still is by some, seen to be quite um, a masculine field? So yeah, this one, I, I really want to share a little bit. So um, when I started uh, choosing which career I mean, it was between business and um, E&E, electrical and electronics engineering, major in telecommunications. So um, me being always wanting to do a challenging one, I just ticked and chose the harder one because it just looks interesting. Um, but I, I always felt in place, uh, even when I was in MMU in, in the university, we were the minorities. Uh, it's always like four out of 100. Uh, That's in, a crazy ratio. Yeah, but um, I've never felt like out of place, to be very honest. And uh, it was tough, uh, but we trottled on. And what outcome came was that we were very um, resilient. And, you know, that it is an environment where there are a lot of uh, men in, in the career. But we were always given the opportunity to thrive. So only if we see it that way. So, you know, moving from the university and then going to my first job as an engineer, crimping cables, pulling raised floors and all that. Um, it was always very interesting. So to me, I always take uh, the career as a strife that, you know, what don't break me <laughs> makes me stronger. And, you know, here I am as a business leader many years uh, apart, right? And uh, I always find that STEM is an interesting, interesting career path. It can take you to so many different places. Mm. Yeah. 
Pacey, you straddle both the financial and technology space now, working in fintech. Do you see a difference in the way gender is factored in these two separate industries now merged together? I mean, finance on its own isn't quite gender um, egalitarian either. I think there was a recent report um, by WEF that said only 14% of leaders in the in financial institutions are women. Um, what have been your observations on this front? Well, um, actually, not really um, that there is much, much differences between finance and tech. Um, I echo what Tammy just said, right? Um, reality is that uh, for women, um, uh, at least for me, I've been extremely, extremely lucky, right? Um, growing up, I had very strong mod uh, strong role models, uh, both at home and as I started work, actually at work. And, and these women actually showed me, showed me that... Um, um, first, you need to love what you do. So you got to have passion mm -hmm. for the job that you do. Second is that um, you got to work hard for it, right? Mm. Um, and if you work hard at it, you get to where you need to. And the third is, is really around courage. It's about the courage of taking the new challenges, um, uh, being a bit more confident of yourself and pick up the next new role right, and try new things, right, and that leads to uh, where women can be, right, um, and, and that's, I think, to your point, um, still not at the, uh, the, the, the most, the best pace, um, today is 14%, as I know, and in the finance industry, 5% of the CEOs are women, right, um, and there is still some work to do, but it really actually takes those type of uh, encouragement, I think. Mm, mm. I think what you're talking about, Pacey, does point to um, a, a sort of structural, um, the way the system is structured almost, that women have to be, we have to be bold, we have to be um, courageous, we, we have to take the step forward um, a, a little bit more perhaps than our male counterparts. You mentioned earlier, Tammy, that you were what, four women out of 100, uh, out of 100 men in engineering. Um, in engineering. Um, I, I wonder if you still see that um, girls are made to believe that they're less adept at science and maths. Was this a, a stereotype that you had to deal with? And why do you think these kinds of stereotypes are so difficult to break? I guess what led you to go against the stereotype? And I think I want to uh, echo what Pacey said, right? When you do something, you need to love it. Um, and it's also a discovery. So when I started off as an engineer, it was hard. Um, and I, thought, but I told myself, wow, you know, I have to do midnight, late shifts, migrations and all that. And it's stressful because it's uh, time ticking, you know. Um, but as you go along, you realise that what you do really means a lot, right? Because at the time when I was uh, at the beginning of my career, we were literally connecting the internet to Malaysia, right? And these things are very meaningful to me. So every time when I, I do something, I relate it to how am I contributing to Malaysia? What is the impact that I'm doing for my children? So it's it's always one thing to make sure that your, your job is meaningful and it doesn't have to be STEM. But I happen to be in STEM and STEM really gives meaning to a lot of industries, a lot of things that we do. So apart from saying that, okay, you have to be bold, you have to take that step. Many women, because of cultural, we are a little bit more demure, very timid, right? So role models are very important, like YPC say. And I love the culture of coaching. Uh, to me, I was, I've been very lucky throughout my career. I've had good uh, managers, good coaches, and 
to be frank, a lot of them are men. Mm. So the support, you know, the whole community um, is important, right? So it takes a village to raise a child, but it really takes the whole community to raise leaders as well. Mm. So that's something that I've been uh, privileged to undergo during my, my two decades, right? <laughs> that I've had so many good mentors to coach and the feedback, that whole culture of being feedback, that's a gift as well. Mm. Yeah. Before we can see more women as role models, it's also important that there'll be more women in the workforce um, to begin with. Uh, and more importantly, not just entering the workforce, but actually staying in the workforce. So there's been a long talk about the leaky pipeline when it comes to women in the economy. Um, from your vantage point, Pacey, what are the biggest holes in the pipeline? You know, at what point does the ladder become steeper for women in terms of career progression? Right. I think absolutely true, Shazana, because uh, it's really a funnel, right? So the first off, um, as, as it is um, today in the uh, technology industry, we see uh, 40% of the global workforce actually being women. So there's got to be some work in making sure that uh, we encourage the girls to pick up uh, and going into the tech or the finance industry actually a lot more than what it is today. Now, as we um, uh, grow into that funnel, as we fill that funnel in, then the generally women um, and, and also men, I think today, increasingly, we play many, many different roles. For women, uh, we are um, daughters, we are mothers, we are friends. Uh, uh, we are sometimes also the primary caregiver as we uh, go through our life cycle. So um, really a couple things that um, organizations can surely do. And in my case, I think in Grab especially, uh, we've seen that um, um, supporting actually the women a lot more. Um, it's really around having the support system uh, to be flexible, mm. to know that everybody plays not only one role, but many roles to nurture uh, women into technical positions and encouraging them to be able to stay in or out at any point in time that suits their time and in enabling them to come back when it's necessary, right? And a continuous continuous progression into the world that they, the, the, the jobs they want to pursue, mm. right? Um, and also, I mean, truly um, having women leaders, right? Um, and in this case, role modeling is a yes, it's possible. Mm. It's possible to be in top positions and taking up leadership positions and showing that confidence. Uh, that really, really, really helps. Mm. So um, it's about um, making sure the funnel's big enough. And when the funnel comes in, supporting and ensuring that it stay in the funnel and also enabling folks to come in and out of the funnel as, as I think as we grow our families, we become mothers. And um, mm. like we, we chatted earlier, right? In my case, I've got four children. Right, actually, over the span of uh, of um, and holding actually, uh, 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 I think a relatively heavy career, mm. right? Um, and it really helps. I think the support system and to Tammy's point, it does take a community to uh, to 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 build a leader, mm. right? To groom a leader, um, and I think more so, um, especially one who has the whole many many roles actually as we as we proceed in our life. Mm. That's really um, important to note, um, Pacey, the fact that women actually hold multiple um, responsibilities that are almost naturally just imposed on them whether mm. they want it or not. I'm speaking to Tammy Tan, Country Manager of Red Hat Malaysia, and Lai Pacey, CEO of Grab Malaysia's Digital Bank Project. We'll have more from this conversation after the break. BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. 
If you've just tuned in, this is The Breakfast Grill, and I'm Shazana Mukhtar. On the eve of International Women's Day, I'm discussing issues of gender equality and equity in the digital economy with Tammy Tan, Country Manager of Red Hat Malaysia, and Lai Pei Si, CEO of Grab Malaysia's Digital Bank Project. Both of you talk about having support, creating support um, uh, in, in the workplace, in your offices uh, for women. What kind of policies do you think need to be in place to encourage a, a broader shift in that direction? Because as it stands right now, there still is that um, perception that women are the caregivers, women take care of the household, and therefore their careers take uh, a backseat to that role. Mm-hmm. Um, Pacey, what do you think in terms of government um, laws or government policies, what has made a difference? Actually, a, a few. Um, the first is that um, I think the the also the recognition that women, right, um, can play a big role um, in leadership leadership positions in any industry, um, and that's encouraging, right? Um, and along with it is all the uh, sub policies ensuring that women get into um, education courses which are truly tend to be a little bit more masculine. Mm. My children, my girls now, um, whilst they, they, they are naturally um, um, love business, there was always, and there's always been an opportunity for them to actually pursue anything technical. That's one overall. Second is the, um, the encouragement also uh, at boardrooms, as an example, that uh, today 30% of all um, board membership and encouraged to be women, right? And that helps in recognizing that uh, we should try to achieve women the equal opportunities to be considered for the positions that we're in. And then I think um, third is less so on our policies, but more so I think for the women individually, for us to recognize that uh, um, because of the many, many roles that we're in, we need not actually be perfect in every single one. We must know that we can actually ask for help. There will be times where you spend a lot more time and you need to at work. And there are other times where you spend a lot more time that's needed at home. And recognizing that and recognizing when it should be, understanding yourself, I think that is probably the most important. Mm. Talking about that vulnerability that uh, Tammy was raising earlier in terms of knowing when to ask for help, Mm. knowing what your limits are, you were mentioning about boards, Pacey, and, and just uh, ensuring that 30% of the representation there is women. I read reports that um, Grab is appointing uh, a female chair for its uh, digital bank project. This is a conscious policy by Grab in that they take into account gender representation for who sits on boards. Actually, not specifically. I think uh, the Grab policy has always been um, um, uh, we appoint actually the best person for the job regardless of gender. Mm. And, uh, and you're right, and we are extremely lucky, right? Um, and um, I think it's a coincidence as well uh, that we have a chairman of our board actually being a woman, uh, with the uh, CEO um, also actually being a woman, right, actually this time around. So on the Digibank project with, uh, in fact, my senior leadership team, uh, uh, half of my senior senior members are women. Mm. So, uh, we, we, so we appoint the actually best person for the job and happens to be a woman. Uh, so we're extremely lucky actually this draw around. Mm. And I guess that can only happen when you have women with the staying power in the industry who are able to um, show their capabilities to that level. Um, Tammy, when it comes to 
the glass ceiling. You broke it in a way for Red Hat Malaysia, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, I'm the first. You're the first female country manager um, for Red Hat Malaysia. I mean, is this a big deal for you to be a trailblazer of sorts for the company here? Well, I, I see it as a privilege to be leading the team. And coincidentally, um, in, in Red Hat ASEAN, um, we are a five to seven, so um, five women uh, out of seven. And so the leaders in Thailand, Philippines, Indonesia, Vietnam and Malaysia, we're all women uh, country managers. And that really speaks a lot about uh, the rising of uh, women leadership. I'm so proud to be part of the team because there was this whole inclusion, not just gender, but you know, really helping um, the women to climb up to where they should be or where they can be. So it's just like an apple tree, right? Um, it's not how you get an apple, but there may be different ladders, you know, different uh, the reasons why, whether it's financial, it's education background, but to provide that ladders for the different um, talent to actually climb up to reach out to that apple, right? So to me, it was a, it was a privilege for us to be able to step up into those roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So recognizing also the various means or, or yes. various paths that a person can take really to yes. get to a top position. Can I ask about uh, the gender pay gap? You know, um, on average, the median salary for women in Malaysia in 2021 was 7.3% lower than men. Um, that's from the Department of Statistics. But um, even this doesn't really reflect the variances across different sectors. Um, have you had to deal with um, pay gap grievances, Tammy? Um, I, I have to say yes, right. Um, and, and that was uh, quite a shock to me when I was uh, in my engineering uh, days. And, it, it, you know, my manager was very transparent. I said, is it because you're... You're a girl, that's why. And I was uh, one female engineer versus 10 male engineers. And I was like, so you do something about it. And they did. So I I think it's all awareness and, you know, coming out from that whole uh, phase where women are less contributing, you know, and all that. I, I think that's really has to change. And it starts from education. To me, it's it's right at the beginning, right? So the education system, the mindset, and of course, uh, organizations making sure that, you know, there's no uh, difference, but it, we all go on merit, right? Mm. Merit is important. Mm. Yeah. So you actually found out that uh, there was a pay <laughs> yes. discrepancy between you and your male colleagues. Yes. How did you find that out? In my case, it was more on a manager really caring, you know, that leader really caring for uh, his team. And then he realized that, why is there such a gap? So, that, but there are a lot of reasons why you know the pay gap uh, happens, and it it may not just be because of gender. It could be because you know you're coming down, you you join as a, a junior, and then you pick up pace versus someone else that's joining from another company. So there's just many many reasons. But I didn't take that as a uh, as a negative, right? I said, okay, so what do I do now, or what can we do, right? Rather than just you know be wallow in pity. (laughs) (laughs) So again, you point to having um, a person, uh, I guess, in a higher role who is looking out for uh, the the interests of their younger colleagues, regardless of gender. Um, What about you, uh, Pacey? I mean, is the gender pay gap something that's um, talked about in the finance sector or the fintech sector, or is it still a taboo? Well, it is talked about. In fact, I think most um, uh, companies um, do um, broadcast exactly how much um, a female um, 
worker work uh, earns actually versus a male worker. So um, in the case of Grab, I think uh, we've been, um, I think, quite uh, fortunate um, because it's really years of making sure that uh, the company um, has adopted, uh, adopts actually fair uh, people practices across. So where Grab is now, um, really according to our ESG report, is that um, the female workers earn 98 cents to a dollar, right, for the male, mm. which is uh, really nice, right, um, compared to where we're going with the industry. Um, uh, however, there is still of, of all the time, there's still some work to make sure that we get to a one-on-one on a parity. Uh, it is talked uh, quite extensively in the industry that we're in. Two is that it does take a little bit of that top-down, ensuring that we see to those fair principles. And then it can change, right, for in a sustainable way. Do you think that pay transparency is something that should be legislated? Uh, there are some countries that have taken the move to uh, ask companies to uh, be transparent in, its, in disclosing what their salary bans are. Um, do you think that that is the way forward for Malaysia? Something to be considered, Tammy? I I always think that transparency is good. Um, it gives that um, motivation as well as the... Um, the trust with the employees that, you know, we are treating them fairly and we are working towards making sure that everyone's being paid according to their roles and uh, to their seniorships and to the, all the effort, right? I absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should know where their band is. They should know uh, where their, their, their pay is. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Pacey? Do you see um, pushback from the industry if governments were uh, would attempt to legislate for pay transparency? I'm not sure uh, for me personally whether it should be uh, top-down actually from the industry or the ministry. Mm. Um, personally, I think uh, um, it's, it's, it's a lot more meaningful if the, uh, the organisation themselves take a principle of fairness, take a principle of transparency, because ultimately uh, people are actually going to be the best resource of any organisation. So being able to not be compelled to do but because you want to, speaks a lot louder, actually, of the organizations who are better um, employers uh, versus one that's not. Yeah. Um, so uh, I would want to, well, as an employee, be able to differentiate that type of employer. Okay. All right. So that's how you kind of see it, that the carrot might be the better lure oh. for companies rather than the stick. I'd like to close maybe just looking at why it's important for women to be part of the digital economy, not just using it, but also part of, I, I guess, forming the services that come out of it. How do women affect how the tech world is shaped moving forward? Tammy? I always believe that, um, you know, being in Red Hat as well, um, the whole open source way means you can voice out and you can give opinions um, in any rank, in in any job title. And that goes with sourcing of ideas, innovation from anyone. So it really helps to form ideas from different sources and with this whole digital economy, we haven't formed the, the final outcome yet in Malaysia, to be very honest. right? We've just started the blueprint and a blueprint is nothing without execution. So it really takes every one of us, everyone, every Malaysian and non-Malaysians joining this workforce to make sure that we feel the ideas and we execute to what it's meant to be. Mm. So there's a lot of exciting work to be done. 
What about you, Pacey? You're helming one of probably the most exciting avenues in fintech um, through a digital bank, which is expected in the next year or so. How, how, how does having women in this space make the digital bank services better for everyone? Or how, how do you see this moving forward? Well, women actually make, um, make up 50% of our population. Women, therefore, actually make up 50% of our customer target segment. Women make up uh, 50% of the Pacific underserved segment whom we are actually trying to serve. So having representation and the diversity um, at um, right at the top to the entire organization as we collectively design and curate the solutions for our customers and therefore actually pushing the boundaries of the financial industry is, um, is the apt representation. Is an app one, right? Because we all bring in different perceptions and um, different ways of thinking. And that richness of that diversity, right, uh, just helps us to get to a much better solution. So having, in my case, 50% of our top leadership as women, um, I think cannot get us a better start to, to build a, a good digital bank, right? And that's, uh, that's our purpose of getting there. Tammy, Pacey, thank you very much for sharing your insights with uh, me this morning. Thank you. Thank you. I've been speaking to Tammy Tan, Country Manager for Red Hat Malaysia and Lai Pacey, CEO of Grab Malaysia's Digital Bank Project. This has been The Breakfast Grill on BFM 89.9. The BFM Breakfast Grill is brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.